It's cool to have Jared Lacey and Adam Thompson of Poetic Descent joining The Antidote. Guys, thanks for coming for this talk. Thanks for having us, Dave. Yeah, thanks. Before we get into the music of Poetic Descent, maybe we should really go into your past because weren't both of you members of Mayfly? Yes, we were. I never heard why that band came to an end. We just kind of dissolved. We'd been doing it for a while. Um, in fact, it was about five years, I think. I was, was going to say, you guys have been doing it for five or six years, and I had been doing it for, it was about four years, and then we, we kind of got to a point where we were ready to, well, record basically an album, and then we had a, a little bit of a dispute within members of the band, and then we just kind of decided to call it quits. I know I felt a lot of pressure to top what we did with the EP, too, and doing a, a whole full length was really stressful in my mind. That dispute, that's the one that we all saw on TV, right? The fists oh, yeah. were flying, yeah. the punches going, you know, the SWAT team there. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> a little bit more or less dramatic than that. But <laughs> a yeah, <lot> less. <laughs> but yeah that, that ended pretty suddenly, and... Uh, we still had had studio time already booked and Adam and I were still down to make music together. And I'd had what were the first six poetic descent songs already written. So we went ahead into the studio about a month after that and recorded them. Well, that's what I wondered about because when I was thinking about the time frame, like it didn't take any time at all to rebound because poetic descent began bringing out new music in 2018. Yeah, it ended in 2017, and we recorded like a month later, but we, we did sit on that music for about a year before we released it. I mean, we'd had the time booked, and we were just like, you know, most of these songs were written by Jared and myself, so we were just kind of like, well, we'll just go ahead and record these and see what happens. So there isn't really a significant style difference between Mayfly and Poetic Descent? Not really. I mean, I think now we're attempting to do yeah. that, but actually there's a little bit of a difference because a lot of the Mayfly songs were written initially by our guitarist, Joel, and our bass player, Tony, and I just kind of sprinkled in my thoughts and vocal ideas and stuff. Well, you pretty much rewrote all the songs. We essentially took the songs and we kind of rewrote parts for them, so it it kind of had, I want to say, like a, a Mayfly kind of style, but we, we kind of made it our own, in a sense. Yeah. Well, then what about for you guys individually? Like, take us way back. When did music begin for each of you? Want to go first, Adam? Oh, uh, wow. Um, You're uh, older, so you can go first. I'm old. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, music for me, I mean... I was always into music from ever since I can remember. Um, I think it was in about the third grade. I started taking piano lessons and, you know, that kind of thing. And I did that for, I did that up until I was in, in high school. Um, so probably about seven years. And then um, I started playing in high school in the band and everything. I did the marching band, um, started playing drums. So I've always been in music 
since my mom got me into it in the third grade. So it's been probably close to 20 or so years that I've been playing and just being involved with music. Then is she the one to thank or <laughs> or the one to blame? Uh, definitely to thank. And um, definitely my uh, piano teacher as well. She was a big uh, influence for me. She actually was a graduate of Juilliard, so I'm, I'm <laughs> thankful for that. She was really, she was really good and taught me all the basics of like music theory and everything like that. But I kind of don't really, you know, use that a lot now. Uh, Jared writes most of the songs. I kind of put my input in there, but Jared does most of the guitar and bass parts and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, give us your story, Jared. Okay, well, um, my mother and father are both musical. Um, my dad played in the marching band, playing trumpet, and I think played a little guitar. That That's about the extent of his musical ability. But my mom, she, uh, she always did choir and stuff like that throughout school and in church as well, choir and sang with the, the worship band. So from a pretty early age, the music they listened to and stuff had an influence on me. Of course, back then it was probably like Southern gospel country, Christian pop music. (laughs) That's a big mix. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, my mom being involved with music at the church, that was eventually something I I ended up doing as well. Um, I started, I think kind of my youth minister at the time in elementary school had an influence on leading me towards the music that I like now and that I that I write. Around, I think, fourth grade, I started writing lyrics and melodies to my own songs. And then around, I think, like 12 years old is when I started taking guitar lessons because I wanted to put music behind those lyrics. So that's kind of the early stages for me. That's cool. Explain something to me. Maybe it's because I'm Canadian and I just don't understand. Marching bands, like that's a very common thing to do in high school? Yeah, every yeah. high school I know of does it. <laughs> just about. I, I actually started at my school, it was, I think it was in fifth grade, was when I started playing and like doing that kind of thing all the way from fifth grade to about to my senior year. So, and yeah. I would say. Now, thinking about the fact that you're Canadian, I mean, hockey was probably like the main sport in school, and marching band is centered more around football events for the most part. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard to march on the ice, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be interesting to watch. (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking that you guys could put that marching band training to use, and you just forget about the band van. You just march. (laughs) <laughs> too much equipment for that <laughs> I, I did see something pretty neat recently of the band august burns red they write a lot of metalcore versions of christmas songs along with their own original music yeah and apparently recently at disney world there was like a drum line and they were playing along to their august burns red's version of carol the bells what yeah, Adam hasn't seen this yet. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Oh, how cool. 
I thought you were going to say that they had a beater van because I've been in their bus before and it's pretty plush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell me, what's the attraction to metal versus doing another music style? I'd say for me, um, personality-wise, I've always been the introverted, awkward guy. I don't like to draw a lot of attention to myself, but for some reason when I get on stage, it's quite the opposite. And I like to... I don't know. It's like I like to release everything that I keep hidden throughout my everyday life and just be a complete nut job. And metal is the perfect genre for that, to be that obnoxious. (laughs) Couldn't we just be more polite and say this is just your alter ego? Yes, that is my Hyde. What is it? Mr. Hyde? There you go. Dr. Jekyll and... Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Exactly. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I think for me, it's not really one that I, I would say prefer because I, I've been involved with multiple different genres. I've I, I, my, Actually, one of my first bands out of high school was an indie rock band. So um, it's just one, I guess, that kind of challenged me the most as an, uh, a musician. I mean, a lot of the pop drummers and a lot of the the stuff you hear on popular radio, not a lot of the drummers are, they're just playing in the pocket. They're keeping the time and they're not really um, out there. They're just oh, playing yeah. and they're getting paid for it. But with, with metal, I would say we're not strictly metal music. I, I don't really know what kind of genre or, you know, what to classify us under, but you know, with ours, it's, it gives me kind of a more creative outlet to play stuff that I don't normally play from week to week. I've mainly uh, been playing uh, in the church, so I play a lot of, you know, corporate worship music, and that kind of lends itself more to, you know, I'm in the back and keeping the band together while, you know, everyone's, you know, not trying to be distracting. But with metal music, I'm, I have a lot more freedom in what I play. You need to go to a metal church. Oh, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> we, we have one of those about half an hour south of us, the First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've had that in the back of my head. Like, I should check that out sometime. <laughs> that's it. You just go and do worship there because you're used to both styles. <laughs> there, yeah, I get, I'd be a perfect fit. <laughs> Something I've been curious about is the band name, Poetic Descent. I really don't get the connection between your music and the band name. (laughs) Okay, so basically it is derived from my first name, Jared, and the biblical meaning of it, which is to descend. It references a Jared in, in Genesis and to descend references an event in Genesis regarding fallen angels descending to earth and mating with human women, creating what's known as Nephilim or also giants like Goliath. Right. So I, I've had a fascination leading up to that with that section of scripture and the idea of these hybrid human demon things, because it's, it's not something that's spoken of a lot throughout Christianity. And I mean, it, throughout the Bible, it doesn't say much about it. So a lot of it is just up to your imagination, but this is something I thought was really cool. And then um, poetic 
it flows with the word and there was a, a Dayton, Ohio band from where we're from um, called Dead Poetic. Oh, yes. It was kind of a <laughs> tribute to them, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they deserve that tribute. Yeah, that was yes, quite quite the band. It's cool that you happen to mention that, your name and the biblical reference, because virtually all your music you've also included in the lyric sheets is the biblical reference for those two. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. So that's always the key. That's the focus of everything that you're doing. Yeah, I can't say I'd ever write something that veers too far from something biblical. I might write a love song someday, but it's going to have God in the center of it in some way or another. <laughs> Come on, we need a Hey There Delilah hit, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just one to pay the bills and then never again. <laughs> well, that's what they did. Bands don't usually want to talk about, you know, the business and marketing part of their music, but this is a business. Oh, for sure. So I want to ask why Poetic Descent opted to release a series of singles instead of putting out an EP or even down the road an album itself. Um, for one thing, it's hard to get people to listen to full-length albums anymore, especially if you're a new band, an unknown band. So I just figured spreading out the release dates would give more of a chance that people would actually listen to every song at some point instead of forgetting the album like a, a week after it comes out. That and it's expensive to record. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got a couple guys funding the recordings, so <laughs> that's why it takes a bit longer oh, for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, you did well because your debut single, Close Encounter, that made quite an impact on the charts when it came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, that was surprising, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting song because it's full of questions from a person seeking truth. Mm-hmm. So why don't we make this personal? How do you find the truth? Ooh. I mean, to start with the truth I'm referencing, it's... um. When Jesus Christ spoke and said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So to find the truth, which I think is essentially about why we're here in this this universe, what our purpose is, our existence, who or what put us here, I think we need to seek that out by following the life of this person of Jesus Christ. I believe he truly was the, the Son of God, so... He has the ultimate connection to our creator. Why don't we carry on with that? Is it possible to have different views on Christianity and still share the faith? Yes, I believe that to an extent. Um, to elaborate. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're going to... I'll let you... Yeah, because I'm wondering if you're going to say what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Oh, you don't know I'm what just you're going to Okay. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think Jesus Christ is the central thing that binds all of us Christians together, regardless of our denominations and what we believe about who can teach in the church and baptism. I'm trying to think of other hot-button issues and differences, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the central thing that unites us is that person of Jesus Christ. 
Well, you do bring up some hot topics in your songs. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> okay, here's one. You know, really, the reason I brought up that point is that I come from this pacifist Anabaptist background. Okay. Which makes it difficult for me to accept the lyrics from the song Paper Thin, because it says, if I hear you curse at her again, if you make her bleed, then you'll regret, because these paper thin walls can't hold me back. Okay. That's aggressive. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that came from a place of um, people who lived below me in my apartment. This guy always yelling at his stepdaughter and just saying these horrible things to her. And I just had to, I had to write it down to get, get my thoughts out before I did flip out like that. Even for me, I, I'm very much a pacifist too. I've never gotten in a, <laughs> never gotten in a fight in my life. I think that's why I, another reason why I like metal music is so I can get that violence out lyrically rather than physically. Oh, I thought you should just be down in the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> that helps too, even though I'm usually never very angry when I'm in a mosh pit. I'm just kind of having fun. But <laughs> it, it turns it doesn't turn into anger, it turns into survival mode at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the the uh, concert you're at. <laughs> yeah, Adam and I, I think mostly avoid mosh pits anymore. But we did vote Mosh at a show we played with um, The Persuaded recently. It was kind of a smaller crowd, so it was safe. <laughs> but Adam full-on tackled me out of nowhere. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Poetic Descent is still building up a song base. I wonder how you handle a live show with just seven songs. Um, it fills the half hour mark about perfectly which is usually the, the length of time we're allowed at most shows <laughs> if we're over a half an hour we usually try and you know like we'll talk between songs a lot um we've got a couple stories we tell about what specifically what's on some songs we give a little background on and say this is this song we wrote it for such and such and Jared kind of goes into a little bit of story time. <laughs> yeah. it, it's also nice, too, because we don't have to choose which songs to play yet. We don't have to throw any out of the set list at this point. <laughs> then maybe you should tell me, where do the song ideas come from? Well, like you're, you're asking about a Close Encounter earlier. <laughs> that one was inspired by, first of all, I was watching the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. yeah, and there's a there's a scene where the scientists are trying to communicate with the UFO and they're playing a keyboard playing a melody on it and the UFO plays that melody back to them. So I was sitting there with my guitar and I figured out how to play that and just kind of figured out the notes and the scale and that kind of inspired the lead guitar part oh, of the you beginning stole of stole the song. I did not steal it. From the aliens. I stole the notes and rearranged them. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I'm, I mean, I'm really into like extraterrestrial yeah, stuff X like Files that. And, yeah, yeah, X-Files kind of inspired the lyrics. I did steal stuff from that for the cor lyrics to the chorus, like the line, I want to believe and the truth is out there, frequently repeated throughout the course of that TV show. 
you know, there's a painful song from you guys that's really difficult to listen to. Fragile Frame. It's so personal. Don't let my mother die. Don't let her die tonight. Why can't she live forever? Don't want to say goodbye. To say goodbye tonight. To say goodbye. I went through those emotions with the death of my mother. Was writing the song cathartic? Yeah, it was. It was a long process because my mother passed away nearly 10 years ago at this point. I think I probably wrote some of those lines. I don't know if you call it like a short story or something <laughs> like that, maybe a month or so after. And then over the course of the next couple of years, I started, once I had music down, started turning them into lyrics. But then that song was just released, what, back in 2018. So it's been a while. But for me, it was really something I hoped would inspire other people or help other people dealing with death. So I I think death is a lot of times the thing that can either turn someone away from God or turn them to God in a lot of cases. So um, that's another one of the songs, the past few shows we've been playing that I do tell the story of. And another cool kind of story behind that was I wanted her voice to be on the recording of the song, mainly because she was a singer and inspired me musically. Um, So I I was looking through old VHS tapes, trying to find her singing a song and trying to rip that audio from it. But I couldn't really find anything that worked as far as that went. But I did find something from... Easter Sunday when I was like one or two years old and she's filming me as a toddler digging through the candy. And she asked me, um, Jared, do you know why we celebrate Easter? And then she says, it's because Jesus was raised from the dead. And so I've been saying the past few shows we played that she instilled that idea in me and taught me that throughout the course of my childhood into adulthood. And I believe that if Jesus truly was raised from the dead, like the Bible says, and anyone who follows him will also be raised from the dead and live forever in eternity in heaven with God. So that's kind of my way of, I guess, sharing the gospel with our audience lately. I had mentioned earlier that Christians don't always agree, and a poetic descent song I don't connect with is Identity. Because mm-hmm. I've met many committed Christians who are in a same-sex relationship. Okay. Do you think there'll ever be acceptance with the LGBTQ community in the church? Um, never fully. And I think the message that I'm trying to communicate with that is, I do believe that homosexuality or trying to change your gender, I don't believe that is a part of God's plan for anyone's life. I believe those are lies of Satan. So I, I believe I can, and as a church, we can love people who make those choices. And I think it's love that will eventually lead them to seeing what God's plan is as far as their sexuality and all that. But I don't think we should ever lead with pointing that out to them. I think we need to recognize them as God's creation just as much as we are. Ah, but here comes the fine line. Do you accept them into your church, or do you not? I I say yes. 
I mean, personally, I think uh, shunning them out, it just, you know, makes it worse. And yeah. I mean, except Christ in, calls us, says, come as you are. Now, I don't think he calls us to stay as we are. Right, yeah, right, 100%. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think as a person in the, the form we're in now, we, we can ever, you know, be what God sees us as he wants us to be to his full potential. I think we're, yeah. we're you know, we have, now I'm, I'm losing what I was saying. I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, shoot. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think in our human, I guess, as we are now, we cannot be what God sees us as our full potential. I think we're always going to be imperfect. We're always going to fall short. But that's why Jesus came, died on the cross for our sins so that he would take that away. And, you know, once we fully go back to our sinless self in death, we can come back to life as our or whatever. New creation. New creation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> so I want to hear that. What was the motivation for you to write the song Identity? Um, I felt like probably a lot in pop culture media, people making it that their sexuality was their identity. And that was the main thing that made them who they are. And I was like, no, you're so much more than that than who you have sex with. And that, that's kind of what inspired it. Okay. And I get where you're coming on that. Our church is LGBTQ accepting. And we have people that come to our church that are part of that community. So do you guys interpret the Bible as accepting marriage in that sense? Same-sex marriage, yes. Interesting. Oh, wow. When you talk to people from Europe, talking to the one Orthodox priest from Sweden, and he says, I can't believe that you guys are still struggling with these questions. He says, we got this resolved 25 years ago, and for them, they're accepting of it. So this is where you get different cultures, too, have got different viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I you raised it because you covered the song. I was surprised that you actually put that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's uh, definitely a... I don't know if we've really, maybe because no, it's just not as popular and nobody's really listened to the lyrics, but we haven't gotten much controversy with yeah, it. Yeah, we yet. haven't really heard a lot, you know. Like, I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious that Poetic Descent doesn't pull any punches with your songs. You take a strong stance. But could it be so far that it could be considered ruthless? Hmm. I don't know. Especially with that song, I feel like people on both sides of the fence could be mad at us. <laughs> and you're okay with that. Yeah, because I, I was kind of putting myself in the shoes of somebody who believes they were homosexual and trying to imagine how they were treated by their family and friends and different things around them. Because on one hand, I'm calling us as Christians to love them and not treat them like their sin is any worse from our own sin, if you believe it is sin. <laughs> and uh, But at the same time, I was still saying that I believe it is sin and that um, God created our bodies for a purpose and 
we need to make sure we're seeking to live up to that purpose and not just doing whatever we want with our bodies. Another powerful song from Poetic Descent is Martyrs. It brings up about holding onto your faith even when being persecuted. Yes. Have you had a situation where you've really been put under pressure to change your beliefs? Nothing like what I wrote about in Martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the song then. <laughs> um, yeah, Martyrs is about essentially Christian persecution to the point of being tortured and murdered. I reference Christians who were burned at the stake as one of the most extreme examples of that. And that was kind of inspired by a couple books I read that were put out by members of DC Talk and an organization called Voice of the Martyrs. Mm -hmm. They tell stories throughout history, beginning with the first martyr after uh, Christ died and was resurrected, which I believe his name was Stephen, was put to death, being stoned to death. Then it goes up to present day Christians throughout history who've experienced that. And it was just kind of an ode and a tribute to those who've gone before us and were willing to pay the ultimate price to uh, proclaim the name of Christ to the world. Earlier this year, you released your latest song, Pariah. It speaks about being prideful and not bowing down before God. People have always been prideful, you know, probably even more so in today's society. It's tough to change people's views. Yeah, and actually, we are saying to bow down before the throne of God. Um, that was a song that was written by the guitarist from our old band, Mayfly. Um, Joel Holy Cross is his name. We did play a version of it in Mayfly that was at the time more of a new metal rap metal version because that's kind of what he was into. We, we kind of started playing around with it after he left the band and I was like, this has turned into a really awesome song. Asked Joel if we could use it and he said, sure. But it was kind of from his perspective of being a young man in the church, maybe a teenager, and feeling like he wasn't welcome there because of, I guess, the way he dressed and the music he was into and petty things like that. It's essentially calling out like the modern day Pharisees within the church who treat people like that instead of welcoming them in, like you were saying about the LGBTQ community and how a lot of churches won't even bring them in in the first place, regardless of how they feel about them. So in essence, that is pridefulness than thinking they're better than those people. So yeah, that, that was kind of written from his point of view, and essentially we're, we're calling those people to humble themselves and bow down before the throne of God. I guess I do want to point out that I, I believe at points in time I have been that person. Oh yeah. I'm calling Same. myself out. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a, a self-check for us to say, hey, you're not perfect. You need to straighten up. <laughs> yeah. I think we all need to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I don't know if Adam and I have had an experience like that so much as Joel claims to have had yeah, throughout yeah. church. We've always had pretty, been a part of really accepting body of believers in the churches we've been involved with. Yeah, I've had I've had a, a couple instances, but I've never really let that you know kind of jade me or in a sense, I've never really let it get to me. 
I, I kind of said, well, you know, it's some people are have a lot of chips on their shoulder. Yeah, I, essentially that behavior of shunning people before they even get a chance to try church out may push them away for the rest of their lives. They may never try to seek God again because yeah. of that. What's down the road for Poetic Descent? Any plans for more music? Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know if we'll start working on it this week or next week, but we have a another song in mind that I've I probably wrote a few years ago. That's how most of my songs go. It takes a couple of years before we we have a couple get around to. We've been meaning to really get in the works and start performing and they, recordings of. Yeah, I kind of lay down everything by myself in the first place, and then bring it to Adam to write his own drum parts. I, I write some really basic drum parts on my computer and then he, he makes them better and he'll give me some other ideas and point out things I may not have thought of, but that's what's next for the winter. We don't have any shows planned at this point. Adam's also been working on some stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. As far as designs for some merchandise, which is something we haven't done yet at this point as a band. I've been working on that and I've been working with another, another project. Yeah, a good friend of mine from high school, he's a worship leader at a church I, I play at, and uh, he's working on a, a worship music album, so I've been working with him and helping him write stuff for that, so we'll see if that... Uh... Adam's going to be a famous worship drummer and leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess, this is going to be the metal worship marching band release. <laughs> There we go, yeah. <laughs> that would be, wow, that would be, yeah. Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming on The Antidote, and I really appreciate you being so upfront and honest with your answers. Not a problem. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having us.